0: an impact actually uh, when he sank shanked three iron and hit me in the back of the head I can't believe I'm into this I really hate to lose Asking forgiveness. Got the, blues. the blues.
1: you're listening to the golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of i4 in the house holly G, as we launch our 12th season here on 96.9 The Game. Welcome back to all my listeners as we uh, dust off uh, the clubs and prepare for the Florida Swing as uh, the, some of the best uh, of the best are teeing it up down at the Honda Classic NPGA National. The Florida Swing... Comprises of uh, four really tough tests as we get to watch uh, some of our neighbors tee it up. Some of the golfers in the beautiful state of Florida uh, prepare for the bear trap this weekend. The Arnold Palmer Invitational next week. Can you believe it? Yes, everybody's coming to Arnie's house. And then, of course, um, the big one, the players up at the TPC. And finishing up with the Valspar at Innisbrook in beautiful Clearwater. So we can't wait to uh, kick things off this season. And I'm happy to say we have one of our favorite golf insiders. He's been out on tour already, uh, but also lives right here in Florida. So this weather's probably uh, taking you by surprise, too, as well as the players. Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hi, Bob.
0: Hey, how are you today?
1: Good, but the, you know Good. the boys are piling on some jackets down there, aren't they? They were they weren't expecting this kind of weather.
0: No, but you know this is this is always possible, right? It could be eighty or it could be fifty-five, and um, it's one of the uh, um, you know I think one of the, the things that makes the golf down here interesting in March. You know the, uh, the the conditions could be breezy, they could be warm, it could be cold, we could have frost. Um, and that could really happen in any of the four tournaments, even even through the rest of the, you know, rest of the month, the rest of March. So a um, little unusual at the Honda, though. That's where you think of it being, starting to get warm, and uh, uh, those conditions look, uh, look pretty challenging.
1: Yeah, and the Florida swing means Poana greens are out and Bermuda grass is in. So this is a bit of a shift in terms of the course conditions, but... For many, many who call Florida their home, uh, I think a lot of the tour pros love the fact that the next four weeks they're going to be in familiar territory.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the greens, Uh, like you mentioned. uh, They're much smoother. Um, They're they're far more, uh, you know, it's far easier to predict what's going to happen. They're faster. uh, And it kind of gets them in in a, you know, sort of the mindset for Augusta. They're not the same as Augusta, obviously. Those are bent grass greens that are really, really fast. But usually these are smooth. You know, as we saw in Mexico last week and at, at, at Riviera, you know, there there can be some bumpiness in those greens. And it's no knock on, on the golf course. It's just how that type of grass pola is. You know, it gets a little – it's just not perfectly smooth. I guess it just kind of also points out how spoiled – um some of these guys have gotten you know they are used to putting on pure greens, and uh, most of us would find those poa greens really really good uh but uh, they take it to another level when they get to Florida and then obviously you know whenever when you're on whenever you're on bent grass greens uh at times during the year, those are as pure as it gets
1: so fill us in a little bit, Bob um since the beginning of the year uh just your thoughts on how um you know things have teed up from Hawaii to the West Coast and now is there uh teeing it up here in Florida?
0: Well, you know, it's been a, a pretty wild uh, two months so far. I mean you've got all the Patrick Reed stuff going on that doesn't seem to die. You've got this Premier Golf League thing that's cropped up that's causing a lot of attention. Uh, the distance report from the USGA and RNA came out, and there's a lot of debate about what, what the next step should be. Uh, you know, kind of a lot of off the course stuff. Uh, you know, meanwhile, uh, you know, Rory continues to play at a high level. Uh, hasn't won in 2020, but has been close a couple of times. Uh, Justin Thomas got a win early. Um, you know, we've uh, you know, we've we've now we've already seen some ups and downs of Tiger. Um, So it's, um, you know, it's been an interesting start and and maybe far more newsy than we're used to seeing uh, uh, by this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, of course, Patrick Reed inching it out for uh, a win last week, not without a lot of uh, pointed questions from the media.
0: Yeah, you know, this is—I uh, don't think we've spoken since that whole thing went down.
1: No, we haven't. In the,
0: in the Bahamas, and um, you know, it's—it's uh, it's unfortunate how this has played out. Uh, you, you know, I've—I've—I've I've, I've made this point a couple of times. I've seen it from others, and, and you know, it's funny how close it, it relates to the whole Houston Astros situation. Not. Not in terms of intent. I mean, the Astros clearly sought to gain an advantage. I don't know that was so much the case with Patrick. It was done in the heat of the moment. But the bottom line is it's how you react afterward. And if you come out and acknowledge that you made a mistake and say it looks bad and, you know, I'm going to move on from it, I think you have a much better chance to get it behind you. Instead, in Reed's case, the Astros too, you know, they didn't. they weren't very contrite. Patrick wasn't contrite. He made fun of it at the pa- at the President's Cup with that shoveling motion. He at first said that that the T V angle didn't do it justice. Uh, and he's never really said that he did anything wrong other than, you know, take the penalty. And I you know, I just it's not it's not been a great outcome for him and I don't think the tour helped him either. They they, they could have come down, they could have forced him to say something, they could have said something uh, you know, there's instances when a, co- a committee can go beyond a two-stroke penalty. You know, there's 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 been times when if, if something is viewed as egregious, a guy could get suspended or disqualified from the tournament. That never happened. So, and here we are. And, and I don't agree with people taunting him or you know, calling out things. I don't I don't like seeing that. Uh, None but, of us but, do. But this is sort of what it has begot, and it's a shame because he's a heck of a player. And he's going to be around, and uh, you know it's going to continue to dog him, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, uh, very unfortunate. And you know we've seen the type of player he can be, um, his tenaciousness, and you know how he's performed in the in the team events. But it's it's unfortunate um, that uh, Patrick seems to keep digging himself in in this hole.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and. Um, uh, you know, I think any any of us who follows this closely enough, um, it's it's uh, you know at it, it, it the very very least it looked bad, it looked really bad, you know, and, and and when you hear other players say you know when you touched something with your club, you know that makes it even worse, and he did it twice, you know, I I don't want to call him a cheater, I I think that's really harsh, I can't know what was in his head. Maybe he just wasn't thinking what he was doing was and it was wrong, or you know, that he was so so trained in on taking a practice swing, which he is allowed to do in a waste area, to get a feel for what that shot was going to be like. Uh, but to, to then see it on video and see yourself knock sand backwards twice and not immediately fall on your sword, you know, this, this, he was bound to get this kind of grief, especially in a game like golf. Which just does not stand for for rules breaking, you know I mean the the, the smallest I mean, you know if you want to break this down to the to the, the most simple level, the game requires honesty because there can't be someone everywhere all the time, and nothing is more sacred than the scorecard being right, and if you can't trust them to get it right, well then what? So it's it's just a bad situation all around, and and you know not been handled properly, I think, on a lot of levels.
1: Especially, um, you know, as keepers of the gate, right? I mean, especially when you look at in Mexico last week, all of those young kids who have been turned on to this game by the likes of Lorena Choa and others, you know, uh, just building the game in a country like Mexico, and you know, throughout. Uh, the world to there are ambassadors and um, you know, to, to not um, maintain the integrity of the game. That's all we've got.
0: That's exactly right. You know, you've, you've got to, that it's, it's not a great message. Um, uh, And it's funny to hear him say, you know, as long as I'm doing right by my kids, as long as I'm doing right by young people, well, how is this doing right by them? You know, um, uh, it, it just and it also it just would have been so easy to to just say you know uh, even even a day or two later yeah I've reviewed this video a thousand times and and it sure looks bad I understand why people don't you know have a problem with it I fully accept the penalty I understand why people would think that you know that's a problem and you know in the heat of the moment i wasn't thinking about what i was doing when i was taking the club back i was thinking about that shot but man that looks terrible and you know how about make a donation to the bahamas relief fund or something you know and say i hope you you know i hope you understand this is something that that, that won't happen again i take the rule seriously well you know all all the things you could say right we, we're forgiving people uh, and, uh, and even, but the thing is is then you add that to some of the other things with him that, that, have, that have happened with Reed over the years, and, and it makes it worse, you know. So uh, it's too bad. I mean, I, I just, I just wish that uh, that there had that he had gotten some better guidance, uh, and and that, and even too the tour, frankly, wanted this to go away, and so they, they put it, they put it down. Also, they got it, they got it so that it, uh, it, it instead of, but instead of it going away, it, it's gotten worse, and uh, it's just very unfortunate.
1: Well, looking at um, the, the Honda and the just, you know, the, the tightness of the schedule now, which, you know, we talked about so much last year. Uh, what's the word on Tiger? He's not playing there right in his backyard. Is he coming to Bay Hill? You got any latest scoop on that?
0: As of this time, we don't know. Um, and the fact that it's gotten at this point really makes you wonder, Um
1: but he's won eight I, times, Bob. Come on. I
0: know. I know. He's not
1: it, coming to Arnie's place.
0: The, you know, the, the, what we don't know is, is there something more going on or is this just, he doesn't want to play two in, two weeks in a row because the players championship is the following week. And you would figure he's going to play that no matter what. True. Uh, you know, as long as he can play. And, you know, I, I I'm hoping it's the latter if he doesn't play Bay Hill, I'm hoping it's the latter, that he's he's just decided it doesn't do me any good to play consecutive weeks. And uh, now, is that enough prep for the Masters? You know, that would maybe leave him with two tournaments to play before the Masters. Um, you know, only four in 2020. It's pretty light. But the one thing I'll say is if Tiger is healthy and feeling good, we saw how he played in Japan. We saw how he played in the Bahamas. We saw how he played in Australia. You know, he was top five in the world there at those events. You know, he played great and it was because he was healthy and feeling good. And, and, you know, he didn't have any prep for Japan. He hadn't played over two months and, you know, uh, we all were just thinking, you know, middle of the pack finish would be good and he wins the thing. So, um, you know, I think there's something to him learning that, uh, Maybe he's better off not pushing it. Uh, You know, he he was not right in in, in L.A. and um, wanted to make sure that he got that taken care of. Uh, And so that could be the reason. I mean, the other side of it is, is, yeah, you're giving up warm weather. It's supposed to be warm in Orlando next week. A flat golf course, one you've played well on. I mean, two years ago, he tied for fifth, and he didn't have half the game he has now. That's right. You know? He can play it
1: blindfold.
0: From that standpoint, it's kind of disappointing if it doesn't happen.
1: Well, Bob, I look forward to seeing you next week as uh, we get ready for the Arnold Palmer Invitational here in Orlando and uh, kicking off the rest of the Florida Swing. Thank you so much. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com.